Welcome to Two Doras in a Pod. Hiya, it's Rini. How are you, Banky? I'm fine. And what did you eat this week? I had, I went to Tully's Farm, the Shocktoberfest, mm-hmm. and I had um, a soft roll stuffed with stuffing, pork, sorry, Trenton swine, sorry for the listeners. Pure filth. With some apple sauce on the sides. It was just okay. Yeah, Didn't I looked at it. It looked, a bit, um, it looked a bit interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure for that. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Okay. The idea sounded nicer than it actually was, so, yeah. Mm. Unfortunately. Okay. But I had a good experience. Mm. Where did you go? So, where did I go? So, firstly, I never ate anything fantastic this week. It was just, like, all home-cooked food and Nando's because my life's quite sad at the moment. So, I never had anything fanciful. But, anyway, where did I go this week? So, I had the opportunity to attend a mental health <clears throat> awareness, like, networking support group which was absolutely amazing. So basically, this guy on Instagram, one of my followers, and I follow him too, he posted something saying that he wanted to do something for anyone that suffered with low moods, depression, mental health, and just wants to really break down the stigmas um, about mental health and just have like a support network and group for anyone that wants to go. So the fact that it was recently Mental Health Awareness Week and mental health is something that's quite close to me, I thought might as well just go and obviously this podcast this week is about mental health and traveling so I thought it'd be really going cool. it was really inspiring so what they did is a few of us just went bowling and it was just for people to be open honest talk about like their mental health experiences and just make connections really okay. where can we find out more about this okay so what it is is this was the first one it was like I said it was absolutely amazing um, the next one's going to be on the 14th of December. So when I give you my socials later, it'll be something that I'll be plugging on my social media. But if there's anyone that does want to speak to us or has any, I won't say concerns, wants to know any more information or after we finish the podcast, which is going to be on mental health, as we said, has any questions or just wants someone to reach out to or wants to work on a support network, literally just DM us because it's on Instagram. I haven't asked the guy yet who done it, but if I could put his at in here, but I'm sure he'll be fine. So I ask him, but yeah, just message us. But it was just a really good place. I think in the world we live in now, so many people are going through like emotions, like low moods, mental health problems, some that extreme, some not as extreme. And I think just having that place where you feel comfortable and you're around other people that are going through the same thing you're going through. So something that we need, we need that support network. I think as times have changed, like through life, social media, the pressures, people are just not handling life as we used to before. And it's just getting on top of so many people. So to have something like that, I think it's just amazing. Okay. goes back to the question of why we are talking about mental health okay as you guys know it october just gone was mental health awareness month and it feels like it's a topic that's led to it's like a elephant in the room no one wants to talk about Mm. it um it's also got a lot of stigma attached to it when you think of mental health you just think of people running wild and riot in the street and everyone's staring at them and essentially that's not actually what mental health is that's a sign of it that's you know an obvious sign but a lot of us are suffering within it and we don't know what to quantify our feelings and emotions as and you know we just wanted to remove the stigma and talk about Mm. 
you know, why we, we travel and how this can affect your mental health. Obviously improve or, you know, worsen. But we're here to talk about it today. Definitely. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so travelling, because mm. that's what we do, that's what we are, that's what I'm we breathe. A traveller. Serena's a type of thing. <laughs> I'm not even that. You know what? When I'm in my special space here, and I've cleared my trout. Because <laughs> you know, for me, everyone's getting up a flu right about now. I can hold one tune, you know. Really? <laughs> okay. You know, you were part of the choir too when you were young. We all were. I played the drums and the tambourine. Yeah, I had to be quiet. My voice was so bad. <laughs> I had to, like, mm-mm. I was not allowed. I had other uses for you. So yes, okay. I think so. So, travel. Shireen, could you tell me how travelling essentially affects your mental health and well-being? Wow. So before I actually started travelling more, so I always enjoyed travelling. I don't know, I just ran to open the window because hot. Um, So before I started travelling, I found that work was quite stressful for me at the time. So my thing was, okay... I actually planned to leave my job so I could travel more, so I could relax more. <clears throat> because I seen as I was working, like everybody else, and I just wasn't enjoying it. I felt stressed. And it's hard when you like working nine to five, trying to live life. You see other people have that freedom to travel, but you're kind of restricted because you can only really travel in, um, what's it called again, when you've got your annual leave, blah, blah, blah. So for me, I just felt like travel was that thing to relax and to get away from working. And I think it just puts your mind in a different space when you go away. So it depends on when you go traveling and where. But for me, I find if I've had something big coming up work-wise or that I'm working on my business, traveling just takes me away from that and gives me that clearer mindset and space to think. However, what I struggle with when I travel is that because I do work, work contract, that is quite hard to always shut off. So even though I've gone away to travel, to kind of let go, etc., etc., there's always that thing in the back of my mind that even when I'm away, okay, I need to get back to the UK, I need to start sorting this out, that out. So it does get me a bit anxious while I'm away travelling because I am still thinking, oh, okay, I need to get back to doing this, that and the other. And um, <clears throat> when I did the poll on Instagram... Obviously, I ask people, like, how do they find travelling? How does it affect their mental health state? Also, do they find it easy to cut off from thinking about work and stresses? And there was a small percentage that said they didn't. And when I kind of looked through and spoke to a lot of them, I found that it was people that um, had very, like, high positions in their job. Their work was quite demanding. Or they did work contract or had kids or were running some sort of business that did find, even though they were travelling, it was still hard to cut off. And I can kind of understand that because... Firstly, if you're working contract or part-time or you've got your own business, if you're not there, you're not making money. Money is one of, like, the biggest stressors for a lot of people anyway. So, obviously, if you're not making money, you're not paying your bills, blah, 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 that stresses people out. So, I think people have that burden sometimes when they go away because I know I have it. Um, what else am I looking at? Some people, when I looked at some of their jobs, they were either in corporate, law, accounts, certain jobs that you're always having to do something. So it's not them jobs you can just go home and not have to think about it. So I found those are the people that a lot of the times were stressing or got a bit of anxiety because it's like, okay, even though I'm away, I know work want me to perform to this level, that level, so they couldn't shut off. So I think, in a way, travel is great to um, allow your mind to be free, 
But depending on the situation, some people, when they're away, they can't always have that freedom. Whereas I found the majority of people, their work was stressful. But once they're out of work, they didn't care. They was enjoying their life. But I think it was down to the sorts of jobs they were doing. They were more people that... It's not that they didn't have a good job, it's just they weren't invested on that level, maybe because it's not the job that's their main passion, it's not their purpose, they're just kind of working to work. So what about you? Travelling. <clears throat> For me, I'm a very adventurous person. I'm mm. always, I might always try something once, anything, everything once. <laughs> So, for me, travelling is about exploring new places, escaping to a different realm. Mm. And luckily with my job, um, I can switch off. I do find checking my emails a bit sneakily <laughs> while I'm on holiday. Mm. But I've mastered the art of t- switching off. And, you know, mm. sometimes I don't even put my data on. I just don't really, really want to contact the outside world. Mm-hmm. I just want to immerse myself and escape in the country. I mean, soak up yeah. every little culture every little experience day by day Mm -hmm. so for me traveling is like i'm resetting my mind in a way Mm -hmm. uh you know i'm letting go of all my stress for the week and you know all my concerns and just Mm -hmm. falling into another country and falling in love with that country so i would say i travel regularly about four to six times a year and i Mm -hmm. try to maintain that yeah um i I make space and time to travel Mm -hmm. and make sure my finances are are you know in in touch with that so even if it's just a uk break just getting away for the weekend Mm -hmm. or i'll do like a wednesday to sunday so i'm only Mm. taking two days of annual leave so Mm -hmm. i'll go up on the wednesday afternoon um, and that way i'm not losing all of my annual leave on travel i think what you said is quite key because you do it better in that you plan where you're gonna go and you set yourself that time set aside that time and I think that's sometimes the problem we don't set aside that time to have what everyone's calling now self-care I think a lot of people see self-care is a luxury but it's not it's a way of living and you need that time to give back to yourself and give back to your body so you doing that you're saying okay this is my time I've done what I need to do I'm going to give my body that time to like you said reset start again and go again because I think you get into that fast pace of doing 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 and not living and enjoying so do you, did you find you found anything, um, any studies or any information that showed a link between travel and mental health? Um, there were a few studies, but I'll be honest, I couldn't be reading them in depth because it just brings you back to uni. Yeah. But what it was saying from when I looked, so it was saying that in regards to UK, um, Europe, um, UK, Italy, Spain and Greece have some of like, the highest rates of like depression. Whereas Sweden, Denmark, Germany, France, Switzerland, there's um, are a lot lower, which is possibly linked to like poor quality of work and weak social conditions. But looking at worldwide, the WHO says that the most stressful places I think were stressful places and people were most affected by anxiety, schizophrenia and bipolar were actually the US, China and India, which was quite surprising to me. Mm-hmm. But I think it just depends, because I think with the Western world, we're so caught up in doing. But, for instance, when we went to Thailand, it's a completely different culture. They're just being, like, we're human beings, we're not human doing. So it's about relaxing, there's that whole meditation vibe going on. So they're a lot calmer. So I think that's kind of what I see through travelling. But it just depends, like, naturally, city breaks and going to certain cities are always going to be more fast-paced instead of going to the countryside and quieter areas. 
do you think there's any reason for those particular... I think you said India, US and UK. Do you think there are any reasons in particular as to why they would, in comparison to places like Switzerland and Sweden? Mm. See, I was shocked to see India on there. So that's probably something that I'd look into because that surprised me. US, I'm not surprised at Same. all. <laughs> like, there's no shock in there. That's, Especially listen. that president. Yeah, exactly. So, China, hmm, that's another one I need to do more research about. I know they're on their game when it comes to, like, social things, economy. So maybe that's where their pressure comes from. Um, and, well, the UK... Well, do we even have to say anything about that? Like, mm-hmm. I think we just have this thing where everything's about doing, doing, doing. So, for example, I went out to eat with two friends. One was from France, one was from Germany at separate times. And even the way they interact compared to the way we interact, it's a lot more calm, take it as it comes. Um, where we're like, all right, let's do this, let's do that. They're more taking the scenery. Like, for instance, when you're ordering food, it's like, come on, man. It's 30 minutes, where's my dinner? This, that, and the other. But for them, it's like, oh, the food's going to come when it comes. And that's something that's been embedded in them, whereas also everything is so fast-paced. Like, I know you're... No, it's not... Where's it your friend lives? She's in Geneva, isn't it? Yeah. What's it like there? Because Geneva, wow. Everything is really, really expensive. So mm-hmm. you probably have to sell some organs in the black market <laughs> to actually have a good time. Um, To the, your standard, but there are places there that are incredible. They have a rooftop spa, mm-hmm. which is only 28 francs, and francs and um, pounds are pretty much the same. Yeah. And you couldn't get that experience anywhere here for 28 mm-hmm. pounds. Um, they do sell weed um, mm. in the shop. So, like, you'd go for your normal newspaper. There's some shops that actually just, like a news agent, but they sell that. Yeah. And I do believe it's because it's legalised in some places there. Mm-hmm. Um. They use it, obviously, for medicinal purposes, whereas over here, a little bit of weed and you're in a naughty corner or <laughs> potentially locked up. Mm-hmm. And you do have quite a chilled attitude. And whereas things are expensive, basic things, like shopping and rent, are quite relatively um, fair for mm-hmm. what they get paid. So they do get paid a high amount, but their quality of life is much better. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's places and things that you can do. You know, they have local Lidl's and supermarkets, mm-hmm. so you can kind of decide the quality of life that you do want to live, Mm -hmm. but it's quite spacious. Um, The air quality is different. Mm. There's a lot of tram links that they have and the service is really regular. There's not as many people (coughs) as there are bustled in one place. Mm. Um, So yeah, I could, I, it it didn't surprise me when you said Switzerland. I just, I just thought of my friend and was like, (laughs) she's enjoying (laughs) she's enjoying it's true that i think that's the thing as well like day to day everything's about rushing so you're rushing to get your train your train's full you're rushing to get to work everybody's angry because their wages aren't reflecting the amount of things they're doing so you can see why people are anxious and stressed so it makes sense why living in the uk is stressful and personally if i knew someone coming from abroad i'd say yeah it's probably fine to come to the uk if you want to relax but maybe avoid the bigger cities like certain parts of London and for some reason sorry for some people getting on the train is quite an anxious thing for them like I know some of my friends that come from Birmingham and they'll be stressed on the central line I'm like calm down but things like that it's a lot for some people so maybe it's that if you were to take a trip in the UK for instance you go to somewhere like where did you go Bath? Bath? Oh Bath was beautiful touch on that yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) but yeah um that's Shireen's ahead of me that was my next question. Um, so places ahead, places of interest that actually you feel that you've been to or mm-hmm. that you've heard about that um, have a positive effect on or 
possibly a negative effect on mental health. So Shireen did t- touch on sometimes uh, our transport network, which I love TFL. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got our night tubes and everything, but during rush hour, that could be chaotic, you know. I'm I'm five foot, so I usually get stuck under someone's sweaty armpit. <laughs> At seven o'clock, you're thinking, why have you not bathed? Like, why oh, do you smell gosh. like onions and desperation? <laughs> Like, why? Why? And it always gets stuck under there. So, yeah, that that is a fair point. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you feel, personally, um, are places of interest that either would help be helpful to someone mm-hmm. and positive for mental health or have a negative effect? Well, I definitely you? think I'm all for Thailand. <clears throat> I'm all, all for Thailand, especially when we went and we saw that guy who said that he was dealing with madnesses, he had physical and... I think he had, like, mental he health. Just, but he did, yeah. didn't he? And he had gone to some sort of, like, healing centre out there. So I thought that was something that... There's probably some in the UK, but knowing that you've taken yourself out of your natural environment to go somewhere that's actually focused on you getting better, you healing. He was saying he was doing, like, a fasting out there, praying, meditating. So I would say for anyone, go to Thailand, because as well, you've got... The surroundings are just beautiful, point blank. But there's just so much there, the people. Maybe don't go to Bangkok. <laughs> Maybe leave yeah, that one. That would go you some stress and high potential in Bangkok. <laughs> What? <laughs> avoid it please very please. rude um Some but going stuff. to places like we went chiang mai was it mm-hmm. it's just so relaxing and you just see the beauty of the world as well and i think that's something that we miss out on is seeing the beauty of the world there's so much out there and it does put you at a place of peace but also a place of gratitude i find that because we're just used to having everything sometimes we're very um ungrateful mm-hmm. i think being grateful also makes you a lot calmer a lot more reflective I think we're on that thing where it's that rat race to have the best, to have the most. But when you go to other places, you see, okay, they may not have as much as us, so they appreciate it more. Also, their surroundings are so much more beautiful than ours. So there's that as well. Um, But I think anywhere you go, you can make it how you want it to be. So it's just taking that time out. So maybe if you're traveling to know, okay, I'm going to take a bit of time out just to sit at the beach and just enjoy the sounds enjoy the smells, enjoy what's going on around me. So I think anywhere you can make it calm if you want to and if you're ready for that. Uh, what about you? Okay. Um, first, I'll, I'll start with London. Um, for me, places in London that I feel have a positive impact, I just think your local parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many parks now that have exercise um, equipment inside the park like, just sitting on a swing, swinging back and forth, it just puts me in that childhood kind of frame. And mm. what, obviously that child... You know that, that childhood that you have is just... Freeness, no Freeness, it? no fear, no worries, no ang- no angst, no fear. So, I, for me, it's just a local park. Just sitting on the swings, um, just going on a slide and just literally watching the world go by. Mm-hmm. Um, a really nice park is in Richmond. Um, mm. They have a the Richmond Park and then they've got... You you might be lucky to spot a deer there if you if you're deer okay. watching and no different way. species of animals and mm. also they have a garden it's a flower garden called Isabella Gardens it's a great date night I'm or going. great afternoon that's it I'm going and it's just you see the beauty <laughs> around you you think am I yeah. in London am I still in London mm-hmm. so there are places like in London that you could go yeah, to definitely. and obviously a spa you could get local spa deals for about twenty pounds if you're mm. not. Um, Outside London, for me, there was two places that I would say I've been to this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bath, which mm-hmm. is an excellent city. It's just an old... Rust- it reminds you of, like, a charming granddad. Mm-hmm. And I would say it in a way that it's just, like, an old city with um, 
really nice buildings, like dated buildings, um, you know, some cobbled streets, some really nice pavement. You won't you won't see any rubbish on, on the floor. Mm. You won't you know, you wake up to the sound of birds and you I just go for sound. a walk. Um the bus systems are like one pound something. It's not mm-hmm. it's not expensive. Um but certain places in Bath are quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So it's a very old and charming place. So I would say Pultini Bridge. Okay. Um, that's really good for some selfies and some pictures. Um, I would say the spa, the rooftop spa, Therma Bath Spa is a bit mm. expensive. So I would say hold about 50 to 60 pounds for an experience plus treatment if you want to. But depending on certain days, we went on a Sunday. Mm. Um, so that was 34 pounds. I'll put the link and I'll um, put the actual price. I think it's about 34 pounds which wasn't too bad. Um, and they have, like, Roman baths as well, which is a really good experience. It's a very informative mm-hmm. experience. Be careful, because I, I slipped. It's, they've still got some of the old floor from the Roman times. Yeah. So it's a really, really, really humbling and really nice experience. Mm-hmm. I would definitely go back to Bath. Bath will see me soon. Um, and the most recent place I went to was Pontins, fair enough. Oh. Now, Pontins is like £6 a day. It's not... If you're looking for luxury, please do not go there. <laughs> <laughs> we we were greeted by a bat at a our bat? door. Yeah. Ooh. I'd never seen... I've seen a bat in storybooks. I've never seen a real-life bat. But the beach... So now, Pontins, I'm talking about Camber Sands in Rye, mm-hmm. which from Stratford International, it's like 20-something minutes. You get a fast really? train to Ashford, and then you could get... Hop on the train going towards... Um, Hastings mm-hmm. and the stop is called Rye. Pre book your taxis, guys. We were out there for an hour waiting for a taxi, but you know, yeah, we did kind of go a bit late. That was our fault. Um, but the beach now, when we talk about UK beaches, most of the beaches are pebbled beaches, and mm. you're just like, mm. the sea, the blue, the sea was so blue. See, I'm so confused that I can't even say sea and blue. Sorry, the sea was so blue and so at calm. And the sand was, it was a sandy beach, which is, is a rare find in the mm. UK, but they do exist. And I would say go down, even if it's just for the day, it's beautiful. How much was it to get there? To get there, um, if you book in advance, you can get anything from 14 to 28 pounds. Mm-hmm. I am lastminute.com. Thanks, mum and dad. Cheers. <laughs> but I paid 43 pounds on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was for a fast train service. And um, it was off-peak return, so you could return any time within a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anywhere you'd avoid? Because I don't think, personally, there's anywhere specific I'd avoid, but it just depends on my mood at the time. So if I know it's somewhere that I really want to shut down from, I'd go somewhere where I can probably... I feel comfortable turning off my data. So, for instance, when I went to Cuba, that was before all the changes. So to feel I wasn't even trying to pay for data because you could buy it, but... um. I think because of the system, you're not necessarily going to get any connection. So I think that was the first time I literally... Do you know, that's a lie. It wasn't the first time. I think back in the day, we didn't really use our phones because no one wanted to pay roaming. With all the changes now, um, it's a lot cheaper if you're going to roam free destinations. But I just think just going to somewhere where you know you can cut off completely is ideal if you want to have something that's stress-free, maybe considering places that aren't party islands. Just somewhere where you can relax, chill, I'm not really a fan of staying in the hotel, like, with each of their own. But then some people, they do just sometimes go to resorts and that's it, just chill on the resort and that is them. They're relaxed, they're calm. So I just probably avoid 
busy places, if I'm at a point in my life where I'm a bit stressed, I'd probably say, okay, I'm going to make sure I go somewhere different to take myself away from that and also challenge myself because I find for me, I'm a big planner. You know that. Everybody knows that. I don't think I was as bad last time I went on holiday, but I find when I travel, I really struggle to like put down my work. Like when I went to Ghana, I straight brought my laptop and my iPad with me, which, okay, I needed to do stuff, but then that sometimes takes away the fun. So I'd say maybe leave certain things at home. Like I challenge myself sometimes to leave my diary. So if a client does contact me, I can ignore them because I don't have it and things like that. So I think making yourself less accessible when you're on holiday also helps with your mental state. I think you out of office is your friend. You out of <laughs> office, please, guys. When you go away, that should be your first thing on your agenda. Before I leave this office, put yourself out of our office. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an automated email setup. So, if anyone sends you an email, you can say I'm out of the office until such and such, and I'll respond and give them a service level agreement of when the time they can expect your response. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say places I would avoid. There wasn't anywhere really I would avoid, mm-hmm. but. If you know you're, you know, you're feeling a bit depressed, you're feeling down, I wouldn't go to, like, the Eiffel Tower single and look at people kissing. I'm going to slip my wrist. Like, I just don't do that to myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sorry oh, to call oh, you, that's the worst. You know, you, you know, know you go see yeah, people like, and you're like, what? oh, they look happy. With my boyfriend. <laughs> Anyone? I can't even get a date to call me back. Like, what's going on? I would avoid places like that where you know it's going to be romance, mm-hmm. romance, romance. Basically shoved down your throat. Mm. Um, some places in central London, to be fair. You know, you can get on some quiet streets and go to an art gallery and just lose mm-hmm. yourself in art, which is really, really cool. Um, especially if you're a visual person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual main Oxford Circus, that that Soho, all of that. Forget about it. I would avoid that at peak times to be, for your own well-being. Even if you don't suffer mm-hmm. from um, mental health or anything, I would avoid that at all costs. But generally speaking, there wasn't, there isn't anywhere I would say to avoid per se. Mm. I would just say, just um, have that conversation with yourself. How do I feel today? Mm. You might feel silly the first time you do it, but how do I feel today? What can I cope with? What am I expecting from my day? Mm-hmm. And then just let that kind of lead your decisions and your footsteps, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, touching on that, do you know any activities that help with mental health? Um, or wow. anything you say, like, any, like, a routine? Well, I have a routine, let's drop it in and out of, but I've got quite, I wouldn't say it's a strict routine, it might sound strict to some people, um, while I'm in UK, and I try and also do it when I'm abroad, so, in the UK, I do get up kind of early, so I get up between five and half five, um, one thing I used to do, which I don't do exactly, but it's always a good thing to try, is um, it's called SAVERS. I can't remember. It's an acronym. It will come to me, the book that it's from, in a minute. But basically, it's silence, affirmations, visualisation. Um, what's the email? I can't remember what one of them is. Silence, affirmations, visualisation, something and reading. I can't remember what the middle one is. And it's basically like you spend five minutes in silence, five minutes doing your reading or whatever it is you want to do linked to those things. And that's something you can bring abroad. So you can just be sitting on the beach, five minutes, chill, taking the sights. Um, I like affirmations. A lot of people are big on them. So it is speaking life into yourself. And like what you said about asking yourself how you feel, because that's something we don't do often. So it's maybe talking to yourself and giving yourself the pep talk, just hyping yourself up. I am amazing. I can do this. I'm confident. Um, Visualisation. That's actually just daydreaming. So like you said about being child 
um, being childlike. When you was a child, you daydream, anything you wanted, you thought you could have, but we lose that going into adulthood. But that's something that's really good to bring back because um, we don't always stretch our mind and stretch how far we can go. We don't always vision what we want because we think we don't deserve it or we think it won't happen. I can't believe I can't remember what the middle word is. So when I find that out, I'll get back to you. Reading when you're away is obviously key. And writing, like, I love journaling. If anyone sees me, I'm always writing something. I just find it helps with my thoughts and my feelings. Um, one of the things I like doing, which I know you like to, is like burning incense, for instance. Oh, I love it. Do you remember the incense that we got from got Thailand? I still got it. We went I don't know why we did that. November 2016. Yeah. And we bought this big F off pack of... <laughs> incense like you can't even put two hands around the pack we bought two one each i don't know why still two enough. years down the line i've literally anyone that comes to my house and is like what's that smell and was like, it's incense i bought from temple in thailand you want some and i've been giving it away mm-hmm. and i still have at least half of the pack that that was the best decision we ever made yeah, it was, but I'm not, <laughs> give you a bit you of know? a joke about that I won't say any names but i remember i went on holiday and i packed them in my case like, I didn't mean, doesn't mean I'm actually going to use them, but you know, you just like to have everything with you. Mm. So I had them in my case. I can't remember if they were in my case from before and I forgot. And then my friend saw them and she was just like, why have you got those? And I was just like, obviously, I like to burn a little incense, but not everyone likes incense. And it's, I think she was a bit offended to say like, what's going on? Why would you come with them? But it's not a bad thing. I know not everyone's into them and I'm cautious of where I burn them. Like my mum can't stand them. So I wouldn't burn them in her house. But if you come to my house, I might have an incense going. Um, But for me, it's just calming. So it's like if I was sitting outside, like we used to do when we was in Thailand, I'd have my book, I'd have my incense and I'd just read and chill off. Um, Same when we went to New York, I had some in my case as I do. And it just so happens the lady I was staying with, she's a yoga teacher. So she had them as well. So I could just have days where I wake up in the morning, I read, I play, pray, I journal, I've got my incense going, but that's just for me. Obviously, health and safety, fire safety and all that, be careful where you burn them, but it's just something that I feel it doesn't take up too much space and it can just help clear your mind. Okay. Um, For me, reading. When I read, I allow my mind to just literally travel anywhere. So it's like having going on holiday, but without actually using my passport or leaving. Red passport gang, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also, um, walking. What I do is I get off. I get off the bus or the train one or two stops earlier and walk the rest of the way. Mm. And what I was finding that was that I was doing meditation kind of at work in my mm. lunch break. Um because my my job is very demanding. I've got like quite a lot of people I manage that have She's different a manager. Di- different <laughs> <demands>. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sheree, don't be modest. <laughs> big big manager. <laughs> so um, there it's like sometimes looking after forty something kids, mm. and everyone has their own different need and request mm-hmm. and requirement. And sometimes I just need time for myself to just shut mm-hmm. down. I only get 30 minutes break. So it's kind of like exploring and finding out what I could do in my break. So sometimes I do sit outside, weather permitting, mm-hmm. and read. Put my headphones on to cancel out the noise. Mm-hmm. I'll go for a walk. There's a lake, uh, river, river Wondle, nearby where I work. So sometimes I just walk and mm-hmm. look at the ducks and the swans. I, I, yes, I do talk, talk to them. Yeah, even though I still eat meat and stuff. What'd you say? Uh, just like, <laughs> just hey, how was their day? Just watch really? them for a bit, yeah, and just see too. them. Like the river's not anything to write home about, but the yeah. sh- the the stream and the hip, the mm. um 
noise of the water and it makes and then just seeing them just flapping about having a good time oh. and they have literally nothing because that river is not really it's not amazing so you're just speaking um, life into them yeah and just watching just seeing how much fun they're having mm-hmm. but with so little and it just kind of makes me kind of want to slap myself and just be like you know yeah. put yourself in a better mood and you know be grateful for the little things and that's that's just that um i also do this no phone day so yeah I'm trying to do, I stick to one a week, but I'm trying to do two, mm-hmm. um, where I just turn off my phone from the morning or turn my mobile data off and just connect mm. with myself, connect with people around me, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'd speak to like the bus driver, I'd speak to the rubbish bin collector. I'd, yeah. What do they call them? Waste management, not sorry, not rubbish bin. It's a better word. Um, I just speak to everyone and anyone and just actually engage with human beings. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so, and then when I get in, I will do my little Netflix and chill session. Mm. Um, but it's just normally on, on this day to day, we're always checking emails or we're mm-hmm. checking messages or WhatsApp or social media. And I just want to have a break from that. So that's what I do um, to promote and yeah. better my mental health. But just make sure your loved ones, you tell your loved ones what's going on in case mm-hmm. of emergency. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm having a no phone day today. I'll speak to you tomorrow. But I think what you said about even speaking to the bus driver and things like that, they're transferable skills because sometimes people go on holiday and they don't know how to communicate with other people. So I think bringing that into travelling is great because I know for me, especially as we're developing this platform, it's really hard when you're travelling because you want to write stuff, you want to take pictures, um, you want to be involved in things. And sometimes your phone can distract you from seeing the beauty of wherever you are. Um, and like I said, a transferable skill is being able to talk to other people. So if you can connect with the waste management man here, the bus driver, when you go on holiday, it's going to be natural for you to want to speak to the locals. And I think that's what people forget. You're not there just to sun yourself and to just get away from life. You're there to connect and to um, just find out what's going on around the world and other people's thoughts and feelings. So I think that's amazing. Also, what you're saying about taking that time out at lunch they say that it's very important because think about it, you're surrounded with other people's energy, you're surrounded with um, electrical frequencies and waves from your computer, etc, etc. Just disconnecting can just change everything around. I used to do that and I had a little pun by work. Sometimes I don't do it, but I've started to force myself because I feel the difference and you just need to break up the day. So I think doing it in the UK and also doing it when you travel is just key for your mental health well-being. On from that is, I think we just answered two questions in one, but mm-hmm. I was going to say, are there any lunch break activities that you do that you find help with your mental health state? Well, because what I'd love to do, I'd love to work out, but that's not happening. But I know some people use their gym at lunchtime, going for the walks helps. I have my meditation moment where, um, so where I work, I have like separate sections. Sometimes it's just me working on my own. So I will actually eat, maybe go for a walk and just take 10 minutes out and close my eyes and just relax and shut down. I think we try and do everything at our lunch break because you want to get this bill paid, blah, blah, blah. But it's important to have that time um, and drink water. (laughs) I think that's the key. I'd say... um... I'd probably go to a coffee shop I don't normally go to mm-hmm. and get a really nice cake. I had a vegan chocolate cake from Starbucks mm. this week. I don't like chocolate um, desserts, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'm a big fan of hot chocolate and chocolate things, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't actually like chocolate desserts. So that this vegan chocolate surprised me. That was really nice. That mm-hmm. was me coming out of my comfort zone um, to have that. I do like meditation Mondays where I meditate mm-hmm. in the um, prayer room downstairs at work. 
done um, that. It's so nice, yeah, it's isn't really it? Calm. Um, I used to when I used to work before at my other place, take a shower. And mm. I know this sounds, but they just had a really good rain shower, and um, okay. the sh- the water just used to fall over my head, and it was literally just mm-hmm. wash away all like self doubt and negative feelings. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm shooting to go for a walk, which I do sometimes change my walking route. Mm-hmm. And there are videos on um, YouTube you can watch for walking meditation. So mm-hmm. you don't, it doesn't always have to be like on your knees or sitting down. You can actually have a walk and meditate as well. Mm. Um, I would say getting my nails done, for me, that's really, really therapeutic. So mm-hmm. there are places, there's a place my friend recommended in Covent Garden mm-hmm. and they do 30 minute appointments for your lunch break. Mm. And it's also cheaper because a lot of people go after work or on Saturday, Sunday. So if you do a midweek appointment at your lunchtime, you can... Um, actually get it for £12, I think, which is really, really good. Um, just other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to a colleague, you know. Um, Do you have lunch with your colleagues? Because I find I don't all the time because sometimes I work on my own um, or I work contracts, so sometimes the colleagues don't really invite you in. But it's nice to break it off because mm-hmm. I found that one of the places I was working, I didn't really have lunch with them. But then when I started to put myself out and engage with them more, it just breaks up the day a lot better. And you just, it gives you good energy, you know what I mean? When you've done things like that, I think we yeah. keep so much things bottled up that we're just carrying that load constantly throughout. We're working throughout life. So just having that space where you can kind of just release and let go mm-hmm. midday is so vital. Yeah, and it's important also when you take your lunch, make sure you take your lunch. I'm avid. Mm. I'm a lunchtime offender. I really <laughs> take my lunch because really? it's like 30 minutes we, we get. Yeah. We get to leave 30 minutes early. And where I work is an industrial road, so there's not really much to do there. Yeah. So sometimes we do like a bring and share for lunch. Oh. So someone cooks and then they bring it. Um, and we all share it kind of like mm-hmm. a family. Um, or someone else's turn to make lunch. That's quite a nice That's bonding, nice. You know, bonding session. And also... Um, also, like, we watch TV sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a Sky TV, so we watch it sometimes. We used to have a games room and a pool room, which we still have. So it's just, you know, just Remember doing something you wouldn't normally do kind of thing. Um, I did want to touch base on mm-hmm. any food you mm. find that helps with your um, mental health or foods to avoid. Yeah. Um, I'm a big foodie, so I think I'll go first. Go on. But um, having two kiwis a day before bed can mm. really help um, put you to sleep and really help with anxiety. Um, I recommended that to one of my members of staff, and it really worked for him. Mm-hmm. As people say, having an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's always good to balance. So don't make sure you're just eating lots of fruits. Make sure you balance that with fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I would say drinking water is really key. Um I would also say desserts. Now, um, I know you need to keep your sugar level down, <laughs> but when you look at desserts, it's actually stressed, spelt backwards. Try it out. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. Um, and I find, like, when I'm feeling a bit low, me and my sisters will do, like, an Uber Eats order, we'll do an mm-hmm. Uber Eats order to work, and I'll literally just binge mm-hmm. on desserts. But to a point, to a healthy level, not... So I get a sugar spike and then a sugar low, and mm-hmm. high and low. Um, but that also helps me, like, yeah. or going after work with, with a colleague to just creams or somewhere, like, mm-hmm. dessert-orientated, trying something new, so that helps with me. And a good hearty meal, like, sometimes I'll go to my mum's or 
mm-hmm. friends who's willing to cook for me and just have a really good hearty meal, like a soup mm. or a really nice smoothie before work and just kind of kind of cleanse. Mm. How about you? So I do a few things. So I do a lot of intermittent fasting, which I've done in the UK and I've done it when I go away. So I think for me it varies. So I... You are the main foodie. <laughs> but I cook a lot because I live on my own. So I've got this thing where I'm a bit funny buying food at my lunch break because a lot of the times it's a lot of fast food or wherever I'm going, there's no decent food nearby. So my thing is trying to do the whole fruits, making sure I drink water. Um, every Wednesday I actually fast anyway, which just gives me that extra bit of clarity. But I did it one time when I went abroad and it was quite hard. So I think abroad you can sometimes struggle, especially if you go in, for instance, all inclusive. That's quite hard because there's everything there for pure enjoyment. Mm. So that is a struggle. But I think when I went to Gambia, I was doing like a little mini fast at the time. So I made sure I was drinking my water, etc., etc. And because, um, what's it called again? It was South Catering. I had options to get whatever I wanted to, but the difficulty was with things like breakfast. It was a lot of things with sugar, wheat, and that's the things I was cutting out. But I think for anyone in the UK, and if you're traveling, it's just prepping. So going to the local supermarket, especially when you travel, is key. So you've got certain things. So you're making sure you top up on your water. And I would say bottled water is key when you travel. Making sure you have things like nuts and fruits. Like, I suffer from hangry. So I need to eat on a regular basis. Like, Can it's you a, please explain to our listeners what hangry is? You know what hangry is? Oh, hangry is deadly. So <laughs> hangry is that point where you're so hungry, you will... You you may you may kill somebody, um, but it's <laughs> I get really stressed when I don't eat regularly. I know there's so many people that know about it. If you ask one of my friends, she's like, I'm like, you know the Snicker advert when the man's like, you haven't had your nuts yet, and he turns into like this big angry person, like in terms of Hulk, like that is actually me. Yeah, so, I'm the same. <laughs> like, especially at a restaurant, I'd be like, the food, I'm the hungry. Food. It's thirty minutes. I, I need yeah. to eat. You need to give me money off my food. Yeah, and yeah. Like, Calm down. But when I get the food, I'm just like a little baby. I'm yeah, like, oh, I love you. bliss, content. How's everyone's day? They're like, no, you yeah. actually just shouted at five people. Oh. Calm down. But yeah, because I know I have that. I just, I'm aware. So when I was traveling in New York, I find that when you travel, you can't always eat how you want to eat. Mm-hmm. So it's not, bref- you always have your breakfast, or I do anyway. So it's not always breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, your excursions might go over. So I bring snacks. So I will have my nuts. I will have my crisps. I will have little things to keep me going because my energy really drops. So I'm just very mindful of that. And for the people that I'm traveling with, I want you to continue to love me while I'm there. And I don't want to get upset with you guys. So... <laughs> it's true so if, if you've ever been away with me i will pack um i'll pack packed lunch so yeah i pack yeah, packed lunch for breakfast <laughs> listen I you got the price for breakfast <laughs> and the I cheese in thailand what that's what we have rice for breakfast you was looking breakfast? at me like michelle are you really having rice for breakfast? <laughs> i'm like yeah then I'm getting in trouble you know? though because me, I would take the bread with no shame and I'll make the sandwich in front of you and they're like, yeah. no, tell her to come back. I was like, listen, I paid for this. This you is know? mine. <laughs> but, Can't finish my breakfast, but I'm just taking it away. No yeah. one can tell you any different. So yeah, they I can, always but just stoop from the chest. <laughs> you know, say it and do it with your yeah. chest. So Pack I think just taking man. fruits. So <laughs> taking fruits from there, taking bread rolls because that's the thing, a lot of the excursions or even when you're just going out together, you're not going to always get a chance to eat. So it's making sure you're topped up. And like we said, water is the key. That's one thing when you're traveling. Make sure you're always drinking water. You're going to need to go to the toilet a lot. But just staying hydrated is also good for your mental state as well. Perfect. Um, last but not least, mm-hmm. um, two more points before we let you guys go. 
would you recommend any service are there any apps or services you would recommend we'd start um, with apps or services overall so this is just for general like i said i mentioned earlier that mental health awareness network group i would say anyone like even if you feel embarrassed or you're struggling just come even though you don't know me if you hit me up on my socials i will come with you or i will meet you there so i think that's one thing um <clears throat> also what is i think it's good um, for anyone struggling with anything, you know what? Go to your doctor, talk to someone. That's key because there are services out there in the NHS. It might take a while, but speak to someone. Or if it's someone that wants something a lot quicker, there is the... What's it called now? The... I think it's the B-A-N-T-N or something like that. So basically, it's a therapy network for um black and asian people because we struggle getting therapists that understand us our cultural values and you can literally go on there and select the therapist in your area or where you work that are, that you feel you connect with and go for a few sessions there are also free ones which i will find at a later date where you can go for group sessions because one it's, a, it's hard for people to want to spend money on a therapist they're not cheap and it's if you're not used to spending money on something like that you're not really going to feel inclined to so there's group sessions for people that struggle with that and you can do that while you're waiting for your um session from the nhs with the nhs um, you can go to your doctor, but you can also do it online as well. So I know for my area, you can just Google online, do a self-referral. I looked at the first, the top five good mental health wellbeing apps, but I know you've looked into them more. Mm -hmm. So they were, um, the names of those, Headspace, Calm, Stop and Breathe and Think, Aura and Smile Mind were the top five. Okay, I've actually used Headspace, um... That was really, really good. I like the guy's voice. He's very mm -hmm. charming, very chilled kind of uh, voice. Um, and a little 30 minute, 10 minutes to 30 minutes exercises that you can do. Mm -hmm. um, calm, I love the backdrop. is amazing. It's got mountains and a waterfall, and that's just Ooh. the backdrop that instantly, as soon as you open the app, that's the backdrop that greets you. Mm -hmm. It puts you in a really good mood. Um, and that is only £35.99 for the year for annual mm. subscription so i think it's worth it um yeah. they do specialize in helping you sleep so they've got music they've got exercises mm -hmm. and helping you meditate um so the it's a lady's voice normally mm -hmm. um she has a very sexy voice actually <laughs> <laughs> so you can have a listen um organizations now mind is mm -hmm. one that's a, i feel it's an amazing amazing organization the samaritans i did a bit of work for them while i was in, at uni and i really respect and admire the samaritans and another place called cams which is c-a-m-h-s for child and adolescent mental health services okay we will leave um some information on our instagram if you or you can just dm us if you would like to know a bit more and I would also say maybe form your own support group. Yes, It could definitely. be one or two people, just a friend. It's like your go-to friend when you're feeling low and you just contact each other and send each other mm -hmm. maybe daily motivational quotes. And also check your workplace. Yes. Okay, so people spend... We spend a third of our time at a workplace. You know, we spend preferably eight hours sleeping, sometimes you get to work, and eight hours while we're at work. So why not... Why shouldn't work be your first point of call? Mm -hmm. You speak to your line manager, make that you guys might have like mental health champions um mm -hmm. around in different areas that you can also speak to 
and support groups and your occupational health. Mm-hmm. I know at, at my workplace, we, we started um, a mental health group and we've got wellment champions that actually do help. So, and also Amazing. social media. You know, there are places like even on Calm, you can actually, if you don't want to call anyone, you can desktop someone and you'll mm-hmm. get a response as well. Um, last but not least, what does mental health mean to you? If you could say it in one sentence or one line, what would that mean to you? Balance. Okay. For me, it's stepping out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and facing your fears. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just to say, oh, I'm suffering from an... It, it's an uncomfortable thing to say or maybe to... It's an uncomfortable conversation to have with yourself, people around you. So for me, it's stepping out of your comfort zone and facing your fears and doing things you wouldn't normally do, which is maybe asking for help, mm-hmm. maybe going to an event on your own, you know, maybe travelling alone or maybe taking a different route. So for me, that's what it is. I think that's the thing. It's like we're so scared to be vulnerable and everyone wants to be strong that people, it's like it's building up this persona, building up this shell, but really a lot of us are softening it down. So being able to talk. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm talking yeah. to about myself, you know. Definitely. But it's like, it's just about being vulnerable and being the open space where you can be vulnerable. Um, the only thing I just wanted to quickly touch on was seasonal affective disorder. Yes. That we just briefly, this is why travelling is good for your mental health because even though everyone's like, oh, protect yourself from the sun, which we'll go on to in another topic, um, the sun actually increases the levels of serotonin in the body, which and is like, the, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the natural happy drug. So when your serotonin levels are where they should be, you feel a lot happier. But um, when your serotonin level drops, that's actually one of the things that can kick in depression. So traveling and being places where there's a lot more sunshine is better. In the UK, we don't have that. Um, in regards to seasonal depression, which it is now called, um, that off- that kicks in like around like SAD, Octo- yeah. yeah, around October, early winter, which makes sense because years ago our bodies were used to hibernating. This is the shutdown time, but it doesn't work like that anymore. So, um, people do get that feeling of low moods, helplessness. Um, difficulty concentrating, wanting to sleep more. So if you notice those things about yourself, do look into that as well because it's really common. Like I think times I get it because I do a lot, but as soon as them clocks change, six o'clock, I don't want to do anything. So it's just kind of perking yourself up. And if you have got the finances to get away, do so. There's other things like um, light therapy, things like that. Your talking therapy is also Mm -hmm. key. But if you notice, you do have a lot of people that, especially older people because they are retired, they do spend maybe a couple months abroad and things like that just to help with their mental state. So even though we love travelling, it's not just about travelling. So I've been somewhere. It does add benefits, and especially being as black people, we need the vitamin D. Everybody does, but we need vitamin D, and a lot of people are vitamin D deficient because we're not getting that sunlight and exposure. So you're getting a top-up of your vitamin D as well. So that's a little bit I wanted to add. I'll say that's where food good food comes in so mm-hmm. greeny leaves like spinach kale uh fish oily fish mm. um eggs salmon you know a lot of that has high vitamin nuts have high yes. vitamin d levels for the vegans out there so do make sure you're stocking up on your food mm-hmm. you make sure you're eating well um and also i would say um after work so i've got this thing called winter blues that i must share with the uh whatsapp group i have and a lot of the ladies and guys in there do kind of feel a bit low and within themselves and hibernate in the winter. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do is um, 
because I, if I go home, I'm not leaving my house for anybody. Nobody is, no. It's not happening. So what I do is after work, I'll do something. Mm-hmm. So be it maybe go to the theatre, maybe just go to see a cinema, show that I wanted to, maybe do a lot of outdoor pop-up events, like mm-hmm. Somerset House have quite a few, different places in Shoreditch have quite a few, like outdoor but indoor things. Box Park, take a trip down. There's mm-hmm. one in Croydon, Wembley or Shoreditch, wherever Wembley you one. live. I didn't mm-hmm. even know, Wembley you know. Park. So... You know, help yourself get out there. Maybe grab one of your friends and just say, oh, I want to go here. I want to do this. And definitely exercise. Um, we'll go on to that at a yeah. later date. But exercise is key. It helps release some of them happy hormones as well. So if you can, I know it's hard. But like Banky says, try not to go straight home because that's the problem. As mm-hmm. soon as you get in, no one's not coming out. So just challenge yourself. Even if it's 10 minutes, just walk um instead of getting off the bus outside your house or something if you are signed up to a gym try and just really push yourself to go i know it's yeah, hard after work yeah but true after yeah, work i go before which is very difficult especially that it's got darker but i do feel mentally i've got energy physically i have no energy throughout the day but it does help so it's just those little things just adding into your life bit by bit and eventually you'll build it up to be a habit but we're here for you and there's so many other people that are, so it's just knowing that there's people that understand, there's people that go through it as well. And there's so many systems that are now being in place that you can access. I would say the big S before the exercise, sexercise, that helps. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it does help. It's a form of exercise. More people should be out there having sex, especially <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> Keep your heating bill right down. <laughs> Uh, that comes to the end of our yes. podcast. Um, so as Rini says, we are here for you. DM us. Mm-hmm. Send us a hashtag. Put us in your hashtag. Follow us. Support us. Um, you know, we're always a listening ear. Um, call in if you want. And our email address is twodoras at outlook.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's twodoras in the pod. Mm-hmm. And we'll definitely follow you back. Um, if you don't want to put it on a post, then you can put it um, as an Instagram question on our DM. We'll be happy to answer uh, any of the support links. We'll be happy to share. Yeah, and you can hit us up on our personal ones if you want to. So mine's Kimiko Bean, K-I-M-I-K-O-B-E-A-N. And my Twitter is Melanin Motion. That's M-E-L-A-N-I-N. M-O-T-I-O-N. Okay. And mine is Tyra underscore Banker. Um, I won't tell you how to spell it. You'll see it on the bottom <laughs> of our I was struggling, you know. I was just like, hmm. <laughs> I think I can spell it, but yeah. Um, and if you want to look at my food blog, it's Cup of Chocolate at Cup of Chocolate Cassava Diary. Okay. Mm-hmm. So peace out. Stay safe. We love stay you. Stay warm. Stay hydrated. Keep travelling. And be happy. And don't afraid (laughs) to say when you're not. Be vocal. Perfect. Bye, Bye. guys.